Welcome everybody to Seattle Sports Union Podcast. My name is Avery. I'm doing back again with me this week are Brian the Soul Man Solak and Matthew Page. And why am I rushing to introduce everybody so quickly? It's because summer has come. That's right. Today is the first day of summer. How's it going? Matt and Brian on the first day of summer. What's up? It's going. How are you? A little warm, but it's, a but warm. I like it. I like it. I can get used to this. Yeah. We're, we're going to have a whole season of this? I, I, I'm okay with that. You'll get a Seattle season of this. Oh, okay. So I'll get two weeks? Right. right. Okay. Then right. The, and then <laughs> then the onset of the cl- – oh, in fact, all you have to do is wait until tomorrow where it's supposed to rain. So. Uh, oh, okay. So you get all a right. day and a half of this. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of tomorrow, happy Father's Day to all you fathers out there, including you, Abe. Oh, thank you. I just had my Father's Day today. Uh, my son, nice. My son Vincent and I just uh, – we went out and uh, – uh, we went to Bob's Burgers, by the way, in Everett. Nice. Oh, very good. And then, good uh, burgers. And then we're up to just other shenanigans and chicanery. Ah, hooliganism? Mostly. Mostly. <laughs> well, we hung out in Everett, so I believe hooliganism is one of the major tenets of the founding of Everett. It's uh, it's one of our major exports. Oh, okay. Uh, city of Everett. Well, that's what we're known for. <laughs> Uh, what we're also known for in Everett is, uh, uh, baseball, the Everett Aqua Sox. Not that we got to watch any this year, but, uh, Wednesday would have been the opening day, right? Last Wednesday. Uh, yes. Last week would have been the opening, uh, beginning. They would have been away. Uh, the first game was supposed to be, uh, this coming Monday actually is hmm. the, was the, is the scheduled the first supposed game, um, Versus Vancouver. And we got the official announcement, if I'm correct. Uh, Northwest League definitely is, 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 has suspended this year's operations, right? No, they are indefinitely delayed. They canceled their All-Star game, but they are indefinitely delayed as far as the season goes. But chances are leaning towards no. And what was what about uh, the league that the Bellingham Bells are in? Um, West Coast, yeah, West, West Coast. Coast League. They have officially closed for the season. They have officially yeah. called it. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say I thought I saw that too. Uh, there are some teams that are trying to do some additional stuff, assuming that their counties get the authority and reach, I think, what stage three by by like August. Then they might they might have some limited action in August, but that's pretty optimistic the way things are going right now. So. Um. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing guaranteed at the moment. Unfortunately, even at the major league level, they can't get their act together. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. Um, at the minor league level, though, I believe an independent league in Michigan starting up. I saw that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Guy, yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, <clears throat> I, wonder, um, I I got to read more about it because I wonder how how they're going to do without much of an audience. Uh. Yeah, it, it's fascinating to me that they're, of all the leagues, that's the one that's starting up. <laughs> the one that can well, least afford to not have an audience. The, I, what I, I did read the article. The owner of, of the league owns all four teams, and he says he will lose money, but every other year that he's owned this this four-team four league, he's, they've made you know profited every year, including, I think last year they had a record almost nearly 300,000 fans. 
come to the ballpark. They, they play at the same, I believe they play at the same ballpark too. It's a new ballpark that they built a few years ago. Oh, do all the teams play at one quote. ballpark? I, 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 I believe that's what I read. There was no more than, there might've been a second ballpark, but I know they don't, they don't each have their own home field. So it was, it was pretty interesting. They want to, they're hoping to play in front of like 1500 fans. I don't know if that's going to happen or not just because it's, Still, you know, social social distancing. They're still going to be pretty close together. I think the ballpark seats like five or six thousand. The, the, the one they were talking about. Oh, okay, so they're limiting it by limiting it to twenty five percent. Then it sounds like correct. Yeah, they they all play um, in Utica, Michigan, at the same stadium. Yeah, I just confirmed. I can't be the forty five hundred fans. I can't be oh, the, okay. Forty. I can't be the cub, Matt, because Utica. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, anyway um... it's the United Shore <laughs> Professional Baseball League. Just, just you know, <clears throat> we couldn't we couldn't remember the name earlier. Just what is the Uni- United Shore? What is that supposed to mean? What is a United um, Shore? They're United Shore on the Lake of Michigan. Is it Lake Michigan? Well, it's Detroit. So Detroit's yeah. not on Lake Michigan. Well, then what's Detroit on? <laughs> Probably an Indian. I'm, 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 Probably an Indian burial ground, knowing that city. Um, <laughs> it's on Erie? Uh, no. It is on... Erie, yeah. Erie, yep. Yeah. That's not Lake Michigan, Matt. I'm sorry, I apologize. You do not know your Great Lakes. No, I didn't study uh, that in um, Great Lakes school. Uh, <laughs> I studied other Great Lakes in the world. Uh, well, <laughs> the Great Bear Lake, Salt Lake, those lakes. Yeah. Is that, is that, we spent yeah, oh, yeah. You know, Lake Victoria and, and Uganda and uh, Lake Mead and yeah. Nevada. There you go. Yeah. You know, Silver Lake in Everett, Washington. Silver Lake. Green Lake in Seattle. <laughs> you know, these are these are great lakes. You know, Lake Washington. How about Jimmy Lake? Uh, Jimmy Lake? Where's Jimmy Lake? That's the head coach of UW football. Oh, okay. <laughs> <clears throat> That's right. Okay, you don't know you don't know your Lake Erie's or Jimmy Lake. Got it. We know I I <laughs> where you're I'm sorry, I apologize. Out. I didn't jump to college football. I was I was trying to think of a lake. I I didn't know that there was I thought I was trying to think of a real lake. Oh, ba- oh baseball lakes. You're only focused on baseball lakes at this point. Oh, okay. Well yeah, yeah. That's, that's what we're talking about, right? That's right. Know, the kind of lakes that you can play baseball next to. <laughs> Why isn't there like a stadium where your base, like in San Francisco, you can hit a home run into the into the water, right? Why haven't we put a Correct. stadium on a lake yet? There might be, not a major wow. one, but there might be a minor league one on on the lake. There's there's some minor league ones. Um, uh, that down in like there's one in Florida that's like right on the water. Basically, you can hit out in the water too. I, uh, oh, Bitter Lake, Bitter. You, wait, wait, wait! You forgot one from locally, Bitter Lake. It's in North Seattle. The, the baseball field you can hit one into that lake is about a 350, 350 shot. But I've seen it happen <laughs> in batting practice. Just, there just you go. Saying. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, if you're interested in. Sliding into second through a pile of goose poo—that's uh, a great lake to to play softball at. I I can't stand that field. There's just too many geese geese out there. 
Plus, I, I can't. Agree. Plus, I can't hit a three fifty. So, makes me feel like less of a man. <laughs> oh, now, that, now, 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 the truth out. Okay. Well, no, I know a guy who uh, he was on the bounce, but he hit it into the. Uh, he hit it into lake. That's a good shot. Yeah, um, but but no, there's a lot of goose poo there. Not a fan. Not a fan. Um, why aren't owners and players closer together? We looked at uh, Wednesday, I think it was. They were only about 10 games separate. It all fell apart, guys. What happened? Yeah, we heard they were like they had a framework, and then the the you know, and then the commissioner came out and said there was a framework. Just you know, like they had they had, had really good talks, and everything was going great. And then the players union came out and said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! We haven't signed anything." And then everyone worked themselves into a tizzy, and no one's talking to each other again. Although today I'm reading that there's actually a proposal on the table to the players, but they're reviewing it, and they were supposed to vote today on it, but they pushed it back a couple of days because they want to review the health standards. After all the all the uh, the COVID-related shutdowns of, of of training facilities that happened yesterday. And today, the Yankees, they said they had members, I don't, I don't know, probably staff members, but it just keeps coming and coming. Both, both the Arizona and the Grapefruit League in Florida yesterday, there was a lot. Um, what Matt said, though, about the, the – they just uh, – I want to talk about the prorated salaries. Have they agreed to a certain amount for that for the season? I mean, I thought the players wanted 100%, and the owners don't want to do 100 it sounds like well, and, 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 sorry, good. well, as I say, in the, in the latest offer that's on the table right now from the owners, uh, they get full pro-rated play. Okay, but I also know the owners are owners are concerned too. They don't want to be they, they don't want they, they they want the players not to sue them if they they get you know COVID and claiming unsafe work conditions. I mean, that's a big issue. I read online too, so. I don't, I don't see them coming together. I, it, it, it might as well just call this damn season. Um, well, here's here's the deal, though. Is uh, and I agree. I I called it a couple of weeks ago. They they ain't playing a season. But if uh, just just stick in the framework of uh, that getting paid out the full amount, uh, there was no way the owners could ever have gotten away with that. They have it in writing. They've already come to an agreement three or four months ago with the players that they would get a prorated. Yeah. It, it, it it's a legal contract. They, there's no court that would allow the owners to get away with underpaying these guys, at least based off of the the written contract. So well, and it's it's ridiculous. I mean, they they've been putting themselves at, at a greater health risk, and it's like asking the guy the the the, uh, the grocery clerk uh, beggar boy at QFC to work during this pandemic. And instead of making fifteen dollars an hour in Seattle, they want him to make thirteen dollars an hour. And it's like, well, he's he—it's a greater risk to him to be there, and he should at the very least make his regular pay. And, and the owners are like, no, 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 we can't afford that. And it's like, you're lucky they're not asking for hundred and twenty percent prorated play, which they really should be. They're just asking for what what they're entitled to at a normal rate. Well, they're asking for what and the contract I, says, yeah. Yeah, which is fulfill <laughs> fulfill your agreement that you signed to, that you've agreed to. We've already lost, you know. I mean, if it's a sixty game season, which is the agreement that's on the table right now, they've lost a hundred games of worth of pay. You know, so they've already lost. You know, the, the the owners have already saved a lot of money. 
So, like, for the people who don't know, you meant you mentioned quickly that uh, there was something that was going on in Florida and Arizona. What what exactly were you referring to? Oh, yesterday came out that Philadelphia Phillies organization they had two or three uh, members of the organization test positive for the COVID virus. Uh, same thing with the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, I heard today the Yankees had an issue. Um, I think it was the San Francisco Giants. It was just a fan or somebody had had it, but it scared them to where they shut down their facilities. I mean, it's it's slowly happening again and again. And I mean, I'll be surprised if Florida doesn't shut down again soon. I mean, you you got these NBA players. Everybody's going to go down there and play. I mean, they just need to shut it down. It's, evidence is right there. Okay. So, but I just want to, give, I want to get back to with the actual issue is though, the, because people have tested positive, you're saying that the grapefruit league and the cactus league facilities are closed. Is that, is that what, is that correct? That is correct. MLB okay. ordered shutdown of all. Yeah. I wanted to make sure that that, that the fan, the audience out there knows that. Uh, yeah, they're, yeah. They're currently undergoing uh, an extensive <laughs> cleaning. Sterilization, um, basically. Uh, so that what that means then to major league uh, uh, clubs, for example, the I know the Yankees are doing this. They're going to have to train at their home facility when the state allows them to, because each state's a little bit different on how they do things. Um, so yeah, no no training facilities in Arizona or Florida for right now means. Uh, exactly what you guys said. How is this thing going to start when, you know, one team in California can't even allow players into the doors, you know, into the clubhouse. (laughs) Well, yeah. And I mean, yeah, they assume that, okay, they're, they're holding off for a couple of days. I think they'll probably vote on like Tuesday um, or Tuesday or Wednesday of this week, the union assume the players say, yes, they vote. Yes. And say that they do that on Wednesday They'd probably meet either Thursday or Friday and, and, and sign all the contracts and the paperwork or whatever. From that point on that Friday, uh, which would be what, the twenty the 26th? Yeah, Friday the 26th of June. There's going to be about a month before we ever see any Major League Baseball games because they're gonna, they want to spool up the, the, the facilities have to be cleaned and they have to get the players there. Then they have to make sure they're all tested and everyone's good. And then they have to start you know, the pitchers have to start stretching out their arms. Players got to get back in, in shape and get ready and get in the flow again. They got to do some inter-squad games or, you know, game, games against other teams if they can and get get tuned up and ready to go. So it's, you know, even if they, they agree to it on, on the 26th, we're looking at like, you know, the end of July. We're looking at almost August before we see any games. Right on. Okay, so this is the point in the show where Abraham says he was right and uh, everybody else was wrong. Uh, and I just want to say that I called it that the first thing the GMs would do post-draft is find a way around the system to get an edge on signing free agents. Ha! Real, real quick, before we go into that, I think we should have a topic every week where Abraham called it. That'll be the, <laughs> the name of it. <laughs> Just saying. No, it's gonna it's gonna devolve into nothing but yelling at Matt about Dustin Ackley. 
I don't yell at you. <laughs> I'm sorry. You. Get, I, get back to your topic. I point out your deficiencies in calling that one. Um, you took it as yelling. Um, but anyway, uh, no, I, I knew this was going to happen. And uh, I'm, uh, <laughs> I, I'm really hoping that they, they up the draft, uh, the total quantity of uh, drafted players for next season. Uh, uh, it's supposed to go, what, to 20? Yes. I would like to see it back to 30, but I know they're trying to cut, cut costs, but oh, well, that's life. But I called it. That's the important thing. Hey, did you guys see where uh, Tim Kirchin wrote an article about uh, King Griffey Jr.? I briefly saw that, yes. Uh, okay. Um, even if you haven't read it, I just want to ask you guys, what's the kid's legacy in Seattle? Well, he, he brought base. He made base, Seattle a baseball town when it was normally just a Seahawk football, supersonic basketball. I mean, Mariners were a crap team for years, and we know they're a crap team again. But <laughs> uh, when, once once Griffey came to town, he's just number one pick in the draft. At, right out of high school, his dad's a you know decent MLB player. Um, he he hit, hit it right off. Uh, they used to have all the draft picks go to the kingdom for you know on draft a day or two after draft day if they were home. And he was out there BSing with the reporters, just stroking the ball everywhere. And then he would be hitting dingers and just joking around, always with a smile on his face. I mean, uh, those he just he he brought baseball to Seattle. He saved baseball in Seattle. Uh, I mean, I know that. There's a whole we can talk about 1995 season on another show, but he, everybody I read on, I've been reading online lately because there's a documentary on MLB Channel tomorrow. A lot of people are putting Griffey down because he he left Seattle, uh, you know, back in what was it 2099, whenever the trade was, and doesn't deserve all the praises. And I, and I call BS on that. I was going to offer my opinion, but now I think I might want to hold my tongue. Um, <laughs> I was going to ask, am I the only one putting down Griffey because he left in the way he left? But um, yeah, maybe I, I'll retract that statement for now. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I do, though. I do kind of wonder, like, um, because for me, I think it tarnishes his legacy the way he left. Um, I think a lot of that got diffused because uh, the Mariners did not fall into a tailspin. Rather, they got better um, uh, because the trade the trade from uh, Matt's least favorite GM uh, actually turned out to be a pretty awesome trade. And uh, Pat Gillick was able to turn that into, what, Brett Tomko and uh, Matt Cameron? Mike Cameron, right? Matt Cameron, and the drummer, but yeah. There was someone else. <laughs> and too. Matt Cameron, the player. drummer for Soundgarden. Yes, he got, yeah, he got that <laughs> one too. Uh, <laughs> was there a third guy? Was there a third guy, Matt? Yeah, there was the third guy, and I'm forgetting who it was. Antonio Perez. He's a shortstop. Yes, that's right. And uh, Jake Meyer. There was another one. That's right. Yeah, a minor leaguer. So I don't remember those guys, but uh, definitely Tomko. Perez was supposed to be the future shortstop, and he never panned out. But Tomko was definitely solid, and Cameron was uh, a great drummer and a center fielder. So that's And Pokey yeah. Reese. Pookie Reese was who we asked for, and we were, will forever be known as the guy who was untouchable. <laughs> we he was so good, they wouldn't even trade him for Ken Griffey Jr., who was the greatest <laughs> player in the game at the time. Well, it sounds like we lucked out, and we didn't have to take Pookie Reese. 
Actually, we, we we did later on when he was a free agent. Later on in the kid's career, he was a Mariner. That's true. That's true. But I mean, I think the cam that Cameron and Tomko led to more uh, led to more uh, good play and wins than. Reece oh yeah, Cameron was an amazing replacement. He played that outfield with uh, you know with such character and such such you know vitality. He was he was fun to watch, just like Griffey. But uh, I want to say about it, you know Ken Griffey's legacy. I mean, it'll forever be that goofy grin. Um, you know that he that he always approached you know baseball with that 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 grin and yeah he started to lose that smile and with uh, with us and he wanted out and you know I mean yeah there was there, it was it was not it was never going to be a smooth divorce that's the thing because he was the best player in the game we were lucky to have him and he him leaving was always going to be a problem it was always going to be not cool and. Um, so, you know, I don't know. He, he's, he's done a lot for the club since, um, and he's come back and, and everyone seems to have embraced him. Um, so his impact is that goofy grin and that swing that will forever be the sweetest swing I've ever seen in my life and probably ever will see. So why does Griffey get a free pass from wanting out of town, but everybody hates A-Rod? Because A-Rod lied. So? Well, he lied. <laughs> he lied. That he would accept as long as we gave us like as long as we pay, we offered a reasonable amount or whatever. He said he was going to stick around, and then two hundred and sixty million dollars got 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 put on a piece of paper in front of him, and his eyes went popped out, and he bailed on us pretty quickly. Well, that's not lying. Exactly. That's just being made new information being avail- made available to you, and I, agreeing to the new terms. Maybe it's because he's also just kind of a jerk in real life, too. Is he? Didn't he save a kid in Boston from getting run over by a truck? I believe that. I, I demand that. proof. I, I, want, <laughs> I want video evidence and at least three bystanders willing to testify in court that that happened. Look, I'm not... It sounds s- like to me you're, you're, uh, you're, you're running his fan club, aren't you? No, no. I, like to me. I almost threw up when I watched the Super Bowl and him kissing Cameron Diaz. That that made me oh, no, sick to my no, stomach. No, his camera Diaz was like trying to feed him something or it, something. Whatever right. it was, it was sickening. For, it was. For I didn't want to see that. They're, they're both, I did not need to see it. <sighs> it yeah. was gross. But um, it was bad. <laughs> but uh, no, no, I'm not the president of his fan club. But I am curious uh, why he gets why Griffey gets a free pass and uh, A Rod is public enemy number one. I, you know, I mean, I couldn't tell you that it's a good question. It's also, um, you know, Randy Johnson left under not, not too great terms as well too, but when he came yep. back, he was embraced. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't, I, some players have a reputation and some players are forgiven. I don't know. I, I, I honestly can't tell you. And A-Rod had it incredible career for us before he did leave, but he never established himself as part of the city. In my opinion, he came here and played his ball went back home to Miami every year. Griffey at least established himself in the city, went out amongst the city and, you know, yeah, but in the charities, whatever, but go ahead. On the off season, Griffey went back to Orlando every year. Well, part, part of the time. Sure. But he also established he, he he's he's like a Russell Wilson, except not as exposed. In from what I've read, where he's you know visiting children's hospitals, 
had, like I said, he has his own, he had a charity that he was quite involved in from what I remember. I mean, social media wasn't that big back then to, I mean, to expose him, but a, a- rod was just all about himself. How do we, I think he's a cocky little son of a, <clears throat> <laughs> well, how do we know he wasn't involved in charities? Oh, maybe he was. Maybe back in Miami, he's involved in a charity, but he didn't give a sh about Seattle or the fans. That's how I how I see it. Yeah, but if he's, take, if he's taking care of people in his hometown, I mean that that's not a thing to hate someone for, right? I mean, yeah. What does it matter where you do the charity as long as you're doing some good for humanity, right? I mean, does it matter okay. if it's in Miami or Seattle? No, you're. Um, yes well, no. I'm for Seattle I'm fans. It does. Well, you know what I think about Seattle fans. I'm anyway. Uh, <laughs> they're 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 better than Philly fans. Uh, well, Philly fans eat yeah. horse poo in the middle of the road. So, uh, you guys know about that, right? From the, uh, from the Super Bowl. I don't remember. They're that. better. They're better than than Cleveland Brown fans. Uh, well, I have I have sympathy for the Cleveland Brown fans. They're basic. <laughs> they're basically the Charlie Brown of football, aren't they? <clears throat> They really are. Yeah. Every yeah. season, the Cleveland Browns fans get ready to kick that football, and then life just pulls that football away as they go up for the kick. But they keep doing it, which is there, which is odd. Why keep being a Browns fan? I don't get it. it that you have a choice. Yeah, <laughs> there's another if I was, team in If your I lived state. in Cleveland, yeah, if I lived in Cleveland, I'd be a Bengals fan <laughs> or something else. I Anything would just go. Else. You know what? I'm not my team anymore. I'm done. Colts are one state over. Pittsburgh's one state over. I can easily change. You know, the Browns can't change. They're going to keep being the Browns. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Cleveland Browns, I mean, this is what life did to the Cleveland Browns. In 19, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Solak, 19, what, 86-ish? Um, Ernest Biner goes for a touchdown, uh, and all they had to do was run out the clock, but they go for touchdown fumbles. And the Broncos end up in the Super Bowl. <laughs> like that's the I kind remember of... that you You are correct on the year. I believe it was eighty six. <laughs> Every year something <laughs> it's just repeated punches to the uh, gonads being a Cleveland Browns fan. Every year they just keep lining up. Is this the line for me to get hit in my private parts? <laughs> that's what the Browns fans do every year. Uh but I have sympathy because as a Mariners fan, I'm sure uh yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you know, they get, they get excited. Hey, we're going to go – we got a high draft pick. We're going to get ourselves – we're going to get ourselves a franchise quarterback this draft. <laughs> and then Brady Quinn gets drafted. Did you guys ever see that one or – Or Johnny Mandel. Right. <laughs> Did you guys ever see that one uh, Jersey uh, Browns fan with, with a quarterback from like like Tim Couch or something like that from 20 years ago? And then oh, he, puts a, he, puts a, uh, he puts a marker through one name and then adds the next name of a quarterback – <laughs> in, oh yeah with duct tape over it <laughs> it's like 15 names long yeah <laughs> funny <laughs> oh my god they haven't had a good quarterback since uh since old green balls Kozar? no green balls well, oh no kozar kozar testaverde was with the jets my bad my bad yeah uh, no kozar kozar was the best, the best and actually technically he didn't play for these browns he played for the prior browns who are oh, now the, the Ravens. Ravens. Yeah, true. Oh, but my point was, Ken Griffey, why does he get a free pass? <laughs> <laughs> because uh, he brought baseball, brought baseball to Seattle. Yeah. When you say baseball, that's my... And, and 
bottom line is he's probably top 10 best baseball player of all time. And he'll be on that top 10 for a very long time. And we were lucky to see him play and have him. Yeah. It's a pretty neat article where the Mariners were, uh, oh, they took all the baseball teams and compared them to uh, European soccer teams, right? You know, who, who's the Manchester United of baseball? That would be the Yankees, right? Uh, Who's the, who's the, this team, who's the, that team of, and they got down to the Mariners and uh, the guy they were interviewing basically wrote, uh, well, if a team were as bad as the Mariners, they would have been relegated a long time ago. So they're <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Relegation, of course, being the worst teams in European soccer being sent down to the minor leagues. Yeah. So, That's funny. <laughs> it's true. So, yeah, so, they, so they'd be like, all they'd, they'd, they'd get sent down to like AAA and like the Tacoma Rainiers and all of a sudden, if they had had a great season, they'd come up. That's what happens with relegation. <laughs> Just for clarification um, and for people who don't know. But yeah, it. I agree with that. It, it makes sense. Um, we've been bad for God, how many years now? Uh, okay, so last time we were in the playoffs, I guess 2003? was 2002. Or no, 01. 01. The last time we had, we had a 90 win season in 02. With Bob Melvin. Yeah, with Matt's least favorite manager, who apparently, uh-huh. who apparently can't do anything right, but just win, apparently. Um, yeah, and uh, didn't we have a 90-win season under Wedge? Does that sound right? That sounds right, yeah. Okay. Um, Before he told Zorazic yeah. to stick it? Yeah, Hargrove had a winning season. I was thinking of Hargrove. Oh, that, Hargrove. My bad, my bad. It was Hargrove. Uh, and then I think, Wedge, yeah, Wedge didn't have a winning season, yeah. And I think our previous manager had a good season in 16, seven, uh, 15. McClendon, McClendon had a good, had a winning season in, in 2014. 2014. Okay. Um, yeah. So I think there's been only about three or four winning seasons in 18 years. Yeah. 2003 was Bob under Bob Melvin was the 93, 69. Okay. And yeah. Pinello was 92. Pinello was Pinello was 2002. He had 93. 2002, wins. sorry. And then, yeah, of course, 2001 was the year of all years. That, uh, the terrorists won that year, unfortunately. <clears throat> we would have won more than 116. We were on a crazy tear. I agree. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, it's been a it's been a while. It has been a while, and we would have been relegated. I agree, and <laughs> rightfully so. Uh, that and maybe 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 baseball should explore something like that. You know, um, find a way to punish the teams that aren't really trying to get better. You know, there um, is some these something to be said about that because I don't know about you guys, but it, it just seems like Pittsburgh doesn't try. Um, exactly, they've actually been yeah they've been accused and been unable to to, to pretend to come up with a defense. To be honest. And I feel they like, really don't. And I, and I feel like, uh, well, maybe not the Royals anymore, but the Royals of like 15 years ago, you can't tell me they were trying at all, you know? <laughs> um, no, the, the current the current ownership and, and, and management of the Royals are definitely trying. They just have to rebuild. Like, they just aren't, they're not as efficient and good at it as the Rays are. 
who constantly have rebuilding and constantly still having a good team for no no payroll whatsoever. Now the Mariners try. They just do everything. Mariners wrong. try, they just have incompetent management. <laughs> That's really what it comes down to. I was Let's to, drop two hundred and sixty million dollars on a second baseman when we don't need one. I was trying anyway. to think of great Mariners DHs. Uh, I have well, a I have a, a Funko Pop of Nelson Cruz, right? Um, so I was like, yeah. well, who was before him? There, there must have been somebody in between Edgar and Nelson Cruz. And I was just like thinking to myself, oh my God, it's been one garbage <clears throat> DH after the next. His name is Benjamin Broussard. Bren Broussard. He's, he only played against uh, lefties, right? He, he sucked. Uh, he was, his name is Bucky Jacobson. He's on the radio now. He's... Uh, I know. On KJR Radio. What about... uh, (laughs) Oh, you're just trying to name DHs. Okay. I'm just naming players. Um, Did Richie Sexton DH for a while? (laughs) I played first base, but um, who was that guy? In the 80s... Go ahead. In the 80s, we had Richie Zisk. I thought he was a hell of a DH. I had an autographed bat of Richie Zisk. Oh, very good. Um, And I I still have hate this day, to this day, for Pete O'Brien. Oh, yeah. Because Pete O'Brien forced Alvin Davis to become DH when I thought Alvin Davis was a damn fine first baseman. And uh, they brought in that no-talent hack, Pete O'Brien from Texas, to do what? To be a left-handed batter? We already had a left-handed batter. Oh, but he can field. He can field. Fucking <laughs> Alvin Davis. Like, you know, <laughs> unless you're John Orlerud, I don't care how well you can field first base. It's irrelevant. <laughs> Oh, you know who you forgot at, at DH? Hmm. The juggernaut that was Jose Vidro. I, I <laughs> didn't forget about him. I just choose not to think about him. <laughs> or what about uh, wait? Who's the Angels guy? Who is the guy from the Angels that never did nothing? Oh, um, the yeah, uh, crap. What was his name? Uh, Morales, Kendra Morales. Yep, yep. What about Scott Spezia? I still, uh, oh God, Spezia. I, I, uh, technically, I, in 2005, Raul Abanez DH like most of the time. But I consider him a right fielder because that's what he came up the Mariners system. You, know, you mean a left fielder? In the in the Mariners system, he came up as a right fielder. So when when I saw yeah, him in Tacoma, he's nowhere near good enough to be yeah. a right fielder. No, no, no I, but that's what I'm just saying. I'm, that's what I think of him as, outfield, right? Well, no, on and on then, that on that. Team, we had Randy Wynn in left, and we had Jeremy Reed in center, and we had Ichiro in right. So Raul was DHing most of the time. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Although Randy Wynn, was he the answer to the question why Lou Pinella left? What's his connection with Lou no, or... Oh, he got traded no, he for... That's it. He That's wasn't it. why. Yeah. He wasn't why. <laughs> yeah. He was what we got in return. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think Starting like left fielder. Yeah, I was trying to think like why is Lou Pinella mixed with his name in my in my mind? And that's what it was. He was traded for him. Uh wait a minute, wait a minute. Scott Spezia was uh, he was uh, uh Dan Frog. The head the head the head the, the, the headliner for or the headliner. The uh the front man for Sand Frog. Wait, what? You don't, you never knew you never you never checked out his band. Got to be That's what I was band. gonna say. That's what I was gonna say. He was a rock and roll guy, wasn't he? Yeah. I didn't know that was the name of his, I didn't know that was the name of his, his group though. He 
think it was Stan Frog, wasn't it? Yeah. And I always Don't forget of... Corey Corey Hart. Corey Hart was a DH. I'm not talking about the singer. Uh, that's uh, right. Hey, uh, Who's the, uh, the guy that uh, didn't believe in dinosaurs? Uh, Carl Everett. There we go. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> we had him. <laughs> For those, for those who don't know, there there actually is a ba- a baseball card out there. Uh, I think it was Tops one year when he was uh when he was still with the uh, the, the Red Sox. On the back of the the, uh, the card, the the interesting note about the player was Carl Everett does not believe in dinosaurs. <laughs> and its card is amazing. And I had it and I lost it. I don't know where it went, but yeah, it was amazing. Well, yeah, <laughs> Kyrie Irving doesn't either. But Kyrie Irving is <laughs> crazy. So, <laughs> yeah, yes, he is. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Well, we've exhausted all the DHs in Mariners history. Um, but oh, I, no, there's plenty more, but they're not worth talking about. <laughs> hey, King Griffey was a, uh, his dad was uh, a DH for the Mariners. Okay. See, like I said, they're not worth talking about. <laughs> hey, it's Father's Day weekend. Yeah, mean guy, mean Matt. <laughs> you have some respect, Matt Page. <laughs> and for those those of you out there who who are disgusted by his words, please leave a comment below. And uh, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> we'll make sure Matt gets gets the comments. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna move to college football. Before we do, uh, earlier this year we started a baseball uh, baseball league on a website called PennantChase.com. Just something to something to keep our minds busy. And it turns out that I got defeated by Brian Solak by one game for the division, for the East Division. So good job. Uh, is it done? I think there's is still a couple games. Yeah, yeah, there was a two games oh, no, I looked done. earlier. Oh, they are uh, done? I simmed okay. them this afternoon, yeah. Okay. Uh, don't don't call it a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so it, I want I want to go on the record here and say that the Maui Tropic Thunder, aka my team, while being in a different division, finished with a higher record than the two of you. Yeah. So you're you, you can you and Bob Melvin can enjoy the 2002 Mariners <laughs> because right. the Mariners in the National League would have been in the playoffs, but they get nothing, and they. You got within you got within two games of uh, the Pullman Cougars, who are Brand, or is Brandon's team. Uh, yeah, but you kind of just just like the Mariners when they had a chance to get Steven Strasburg, you just yeah. lost it in the last week. <laughs> well, no, and that no, that's a reverse situation. When they had a chance to get Strasburg, they decided to win like four other last five games. That's what I mean. <laughs> they I lost, did the reverse. They lost their minds, is what I meant. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, like my my New Hampshire hipster potamus team lost to you by one game. One game. Uh, Do you know why? Because I got the Pullman Cougars to play in my last week, which was the best team in the league. Uh, <laughs> and you got you got some cupcake like, uh, yeah, you got like the Pittsburgh Pirates of our league or something. Oh, please. Yeah, you did. As, you did. As we were do- as we're doing this podcast, I got a. Email saying I lost Garrett Cole for nine games, so it's going to suck. <laughs> and there isn't, oh. like, is there a playoffs? I've not seen anything for the, that's out of set of a playoffs. Did we say, uh, well, we have a playoffs, yeah. Okay. I'm the fourth, I'm the fourth seed. Um, 
don't know. Anyway, yeah. So we we set up this we set up this league uh, to give it a try. Oh yeah, post season wizard, you can set it up. But anyway, we set up this league because there was there was no baseball season happening, so our usual fantasy league uh, didn't really matter yet <laughs> or exist. <laughs> So this gave us an equivalent, and what it is is it's a system that like simulates the games completely based upon values assigned in various categories to player to each player uh, in existence. So that each player is rated, you know, as good at this stat and good at that stat, next good at that stat, and then it simulates the games. And we were doing like a couple days in a row at, at each time, and uh, it was an interesting experiment. It was an interesting experience. And also you just like fantasy for all of you out there, you can tell who the couple guys were that stopped paying attention in their team. Oh, yeah. exactly. <laughs> 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 all right, let's move on to college football. Um, by the way, I'm looking at my Pythagorean score, which is a weighted scoring system, similar, similar to uh, advanced sabermetrics. And Matt, I actually beat you by sabermetrics. Um, so I, I will hold that up. Yeah, but but you didn't. uh, Because because just like sabermetrics, it's worthless and and takes away from the fun of the game. So there. No, (laughs) I'm saying there are actual games and there are actual winners and losers of the games, Uh and you did win those games. Uh, I won three more games than you. If you look at my Pythagorean score, I'm better than you. Yeah, and your Pythagorean means nothing. There were actual games. It's like war. And they actually got played. Your Pythagorean score could be 162 and 0, and it wouldn't matter if your win-loss ratio was not was 0 and 162. You wouldn't be in the playoffs, okay? Yeah, I and I agree with you. People who talk about sabermetrics are are usually from the teams that uh, don't make it to the playoffs. Um, uh huh. Yeah. Okay. True. That's why there's a lot of Mariner fans that uh, really talk sabermetrics. Is that what you're saying? I'm trying to find a Mariners fan anymore. They seem to have all left. <laughs> um, they might have. They might have been traded with Lou Pinella. <laughs> I swear, I know a lot of people that when Lou Pinella got traded, they stopped being Mariners fans, or at least, you know, uh, threw up a big stink about it. I'll put it that way. Well, he was he was fun to watch when he went out and, and discussed his dinner plans with the uh, very loudly with the uh, refs. Yeah, but don't those hysteronics, you know, the falling down on the ground and crying and throwing Gatorade bottles – it, it isn't that just a show? I mean, is that that, that is that any more interesting yeah. than the San Diego chicken going out there and picking up second baseman and hitting Ricky or, or Morgan Morgan by the kissing banner? You remember her? Ooh. Oh yeah, I remember her. <laughs> oh, um, I oh, I yeah, will I forever Morgana. <laughs> going into your uh, going into your um, yeah okay anyway. Um, <laughs> I don't, I, don't know, I don't know if that's going to be like, I don't know if that's ever going to be a thing again, because about 10 years ago, those idiots from Kansas city stabbed that one coach. Um, I, I don't think you'll ever get to a situation where like a Morgana can jump out of the stands and kiss, kiss a pitcher anymore. No. That's from a day gone. No, you're right. Was that about 10 years ago that they stabbed that guy? Does that sound right? I, I think no. you're, yeah, you're pretty close. Yeah. Right. But, but, I mean, where else are we going to see Lloyd McClendon go out and decide to take third base home with him? I, because that base is his now. <laughs> I don't think And he's it, just going to take it with him and go home. 
I don't think it does anything. At first, it doesn't change the mind of any officials. And no, no, it, it that does happen. It, but it allows it allows players, you know, people to give out. You know, we remember we, uh, when we when we as SSU were uh, were given the great opportunity to, to go and and see the uh, the umpire uh, umpire school uh, that they a session that they had here in Everett um, in February. Um, remember what you know what they were saying about that. You got you give the guy you know a firm answer as to the, the reality. You don't give him a you know an out as far as well. I'm not sure you know or whatever. You give him a firm answer, but you also you let him you, you know he's got a vent and you've got a you know it's part of the, it's part of it. You know you got to let the guy kind of kind of vent and, and there's a psychology to it is what the umpires were talking about. But what does that um, teach and, children? What does it teach children? Yeah. I, I don't. I don't care. They're not. <laughs> professional baseball is not in charge of, raise, of raising your children. You're, you are okay. Yeah, you so like I'm not worried Barkley. about that. <laughs> uh, so well, like, then I, you, for once, so I like, believe. Do you? Hate, I agree with Charles. So, like, do you hate children just like Matt? I'm totally opposite Matt. So no. Okay. Good. <laughs> I, I hate, <laughs> apparently I hate children because they said professional baseball isn't responsible for parenting your your children. I'm just saying, you, I, I, childlike behavior on the field is a bad influence on the youth of today. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't even I don't even believe that myself. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I still think it's a waste of time to go out there and kick dirt on officials, and it doesn't change their mind. It doesn't inspire a team. I, I wonder why that's still a thing in this game. Tradition, like 90% of the rest of the game. Yeah, they used to do it all the time back when, when we were kids, man. Earl Weaver, Sparky Anderson, Lou Pinella. You, those are enter- I you, those entertainment. I bet you so like you yelled at an official or two in high school. 100% accurate, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, did did David Bell recently, like this last season, get hurt in a brawl? Like he went and got involved with the brawl. With yeah. uh, when when Puig became a became a red, there was a, there was a brawl with the um, uh, I forget who it was in Pittsburgh or something like that, and they were having they're having a bad few games or series against Pittsburgh or something like that, and there was a big ass brawl, and David Bell, as manager of Cincinnati Reds. Uh, ran out and got there, and he got himself hurt. Why? Well, Sounds I like don't... his playing career. Oh, <laughs> taking a shot at David Bell. Okay. Um, I am. Hey, hey, I miss David Bell at third. That man was a yeah, genius right. with the glove. There's nothing wrong with him. Didn't he also play for the Phillies at one point? I think he was for the Phillies before us. Yeah. 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 Um, no, I do remember though that. Uh, uh, that vile villain, uh, Pedro Martinez from the Red Sox, beat up an old man in Don Zimmer. I just pushed him. Come on. It was a villainous, terrible thing. Then, he, he looked like he looked like Chris Jericho out there with a baseball bat, beating up what, what, beating up Orange Orange uh, Cassidy. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna have to say Zimmer had it coming, but you know. What's the bat's name? Freddie or Fred or Frank or I forget. That. I did, oh, did you see? La, did you see last Wednesday? He was going after Pineapple Pete. I did. Yep. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, anyway, no, no, yeah. The uh, question I guess you'd have to ask Don Zimmer is why? 
why is a 60 year old man charging the mound? <laughs> why would you it's do that? A very good question. Yeah. <laughs> Against a guy who, uh, I think Pedro probably was around 30 at the time. So a guy half your age in his most peak physical form and you're charging him and you look like you just, you know, crawled out of a dive bar, you know? <laughs> well, and, and, and I, I, I have to say this with all due respect, but I, I, I think at least, in my judgment, I think Pedro Martinez is at least slightly crazy. He's just one of those guys that's a little unstable. Like you're not really sure, you know, and that's what made him such a great and fearsome pitcher on the mound. Uh, but I don't know, know if I'd want to run about, into him. I don't know where you're getting slightly crazy from. Oh yeah. No, he's slightly crazy. I mean, I'm he had the crazy your, eyes. I'm taking your word. Oh, he had crazy eyes. Okay, crazy so, so it was Dave's... That's one of the symptoms. All right, Oakland A's pitcher Dave Stewart, was he a mass murderer? Because if you looked at his eyes, he looked like a murderer. He looked like Gary Ridgway. But, um, I don't know. I, I cannot say definitively one way or the other. I have not looked into the issue. <laughs> You've never looked into the eyes can, of Dave Stewart? I can, neither, I can neither confirm nor deny if he's a mass murderer or not. Okay, well, what about Randy Johnson? All he, did, he killed a bird. That's not killing people. That's not being crazy. Birds to be fair, I think the bird committed suicide. The bird should had no yeah. business being on the on the field. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, let's go to our Red Sox correspondent and Brian Solak. Can you confirm or deny that that uh, Pedro Martinez was indeed crazy? I think there's a little over exaggeration there. I think he's one of the more intimidating pitchers of the game. That's why he was so successful at what he did, and that's why he's in the Hall of Fame. But so, I don't think he's crazy. So are you? I think. Are you sorry, accusing Matt Page of uh, of hyperbolic rhetoric? Then <laughs> that's a word for it. Yes. <laughs> Do you think Matthew Page is crazy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, nah. Matt, Matt. Matt's pretty mellow, but he right. might be a little bit more crazier than Pedro, but. Okay, we know you're good at mm. lying, so let's just move on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow, I think Matt's All crazy. Right. Um, and how dare because you? Because he's do... an Oregon duck. He's an Oregon duck. That's why he has a little craziness. <laughs> we prefer the term eccentric. Okay. <laughs> I prefer to. I prefer to. Yeah, term it. Uh, had a little too much of the ganja. <laughs> and there's Moving no. On. There's no denials coming from the Oregon camp, so we'll just move on. <laughs> uh, yeah, college football. Speaking of Oregon, um, the University of Washington. Uh, Gets a new quarterback in Sacramento State's quarterback, Kevin Thompson. And we'll pause a moment while Matt makes a joke about the name Jake in the University of Washington. Uh, name's Jake Thompson. It's Jake Be Thompson. Because, all because by rule, by rule, University of Washington quarterbacks have to start with their first name Jake. <laughs> I didn't make the rule. I just know that apparently it is the rule. So Jimmy Lake... Being the new coach, he can't change the name of the quarterback? Nope. Okay. Yeah, no, the quarterback has to actually go appear and, you know, go go file for a legal name change. <laughs> Don't worry. He'll take care of it. Well, aside from Part his, of the transfer pro aside, aside from his gnome to Husky, uh, <laughs> what are your thoughts on this quarterback? Well, Mr. Mr. He he, Mr. Heward, uh, quarterback coach at uh, – <clears throat> oh, what was it? Cal? Is it Cal Poly? No, Cal. Where did he come from? Sacramento State. Sacramento, Sacramento State. State. That's right. Uh, Mr. 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 Luke Heward 
which is UW royalty. That name, Heward. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. No, no, no. Luke Heward actually went to North Carolina University. Oh, he did. Yeah. Well, because, anyway, because he wasn't the Heward. <laughs> he was trying to get out of the shadow of the other Hewards. Ah, uh, well, the Hewards. That's right, because Damon and Damon and Brock. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> because the other two went well, to the NFL, and he <laughs> didn't. So. Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> uh, well, Mister Mister Heward, there of of uh, the name still strikes uh, fear into. You'd have opponents. I, I bet. I bet, Mister uh, Mister Solex, you know, shivering there, trembling yeah. in his boots. He's um, yeah. is very, very high on him from uh, from Sacramento State, and so is uh, who's the new head coach down there? It's the guy from uh, Eastern, isn't it? Oh, Bo Baldwin, yeah. Bo Baldwin, yeah. They're both very high on this kid, which is they're both knowledgeable guys that should know their stuff, and that's a good that's a good indicator. Yeah. And guys. The guy's like 85 years old. He's been in college football for years. What you guys have plenty. UW, I think, had plenty of good quarterbacks. You didn't need another guy coming in. I mean, you did, you did Jimmy Lake not have faith in what was left? In the no one, no one else ahead. on the roster was named Jake. He had to go get one. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, Seriously, why? Why? Uh, uh, Hang on. First of all, I'm trying to, I'm trying to put through my mind. Why did you call him 85 years old? I'm trying to. Well, he's, okay. He, I mean, he, he's a freshman in 2014 at UNLB. So I'm just he, obviously I'm exaggerating a little bit. <laughs> okay. So you've taken <laughs> you've taken on Matt's Matt Page's greater traits. Understood. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So so he was a transfer from UNLB. Uh, so this would be his sixth year in college, is what you're saying. Yep. Okay. Um, now that I've got that <laughs> plugged into my brain, okay, got it. Uh, he's a graduate transfer, right? So actually yeah. his first year would have been somewhere in there. He would mm -hmm. have had a red shirt. So that'd be five seasons plus one extra for graduate transfer. Um, so maybe there was an injury in there at some point. Actually, there was an injury in there at some point. So he might've had a medical yeah. red shirt, um, which, so this isn't that unreasonable as far as his age. Okay. Now that I've debunked oh. that, I can parse the rest of your sentence. Why, why, why has uh, Jimmy Lake brought him on? Well, Jimmy Lake, quite honestly, must not like what he sees, uh, you know, within the current quarterback ranks. I mean, that, it seems that simple to me. Um, they brought in a couple freshmen, but, um, oh God, I forgot the guy's name. Uh, you had Jake Hayner, who went, got mad last year that he didn't get to start. So he went to some team in California. And then you had another guy go to UCLA. Um, who was supposed to be that was your number two and number three quarterbacks last year who would have been number one and number two so what you're looking at now and, is just a bunch of freshmen yeah and, and my well my my apologies he did have a jake available uh it's actually a sophomore jacob sermon yeah and then yeah the red red shirt freshman dylan morris and then incoming uh ethan garbers yeah so you basically you basically have a bunch of uh you got some young talent. Young, you need someone yeah. with experience. Yeah. <clears throat> Fair enough. And, you know, uh, Kevin Thompson did light up. He did light up the uh, the college ranks. Um, so that they're – a graduate transfer is not a bad thing, as we know from uh, uh, history at Oregon with Vernon Adams and uh, Gardner Minshew as well at Wazoo. Exactly. Among Good other point. coaches. Yeah. So, uh, um. And he's yeah he's he uh, he's got he's he's got some legs. He rushed for 619 yards and t 12 rushing touchdowns. So he'll bring in an interesting dimension to that offense. Well, that's one that that team hasn't had for a while. 
Yeah, yeah. Not since uh, Jake Locker. Um, yeah. And the only the only thing that I'm a little bit um, reticent about Solak is that because they brought in this guy, that means that the new offensive coordinator doesn't like the type of talent that is available to him either. Oh, yeah. So it's not just a Jimmy Lake thing. It's also the coordinator. Um, so it, 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 it'll be fascinating to see what, what occurs. I mean, Thompson's from the Seattle area. Uh, the only question, yeah, the only question is, you know, uh, if we don't have a f- football season, what happens to his eligibility? Um, what happens to everybody else's eligibility? Um, yeah. You know, that kind of thing. So, uh, because you're going to get guys, well, you're going to get guys who, uh, oh, I was going to say, you're going to get guys like you said, Jacob Sermon, who all of a sudden, you know, goes from being the de facto number one. If, if we skip this season and he comes back next year, uh, he might get buried by some of those freshmen that came up behind him. So, mm-hmm. you know, what's going to happen for the future quarterbacks of this team? What's and gonna- are they going to have enough? scholarships to go around yeah that's another one you're gonna have to let people go just based off of scholarships as well um so my question my question to you guys is uh this seems like it's already the new normal you know bringing in uh bringing in hired guns who would have been uh either graduate transfers or would have been uh, backups like jalen hurts um do you think that's good or bad for football college football i I, I'm, I'm kind of mixed because on one hand it's 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 great because quarterback there's only one on the team period there really is you know the guy the guy who runs and commands the respect of the locker room and 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 gets the ball and you know he wants the ball the winners want the ball and all that kind of stuff um, and so there isn't there isn't a chance for other players to really rotate in uh, unlike like if you're playing a if you're a wide receiver or something and say you're like third on the depth chart, you're still going to get out there for, you know, 20 or so snaps a game. At least you're going to get a chance to be seen and a chance to potentially, you know, get some more playing time. Um, as a backup quarterback, not so much. And I, for some reason, teams still carry like five of them. And it's like, well, it's not really fair to the other four that aren't going to be starting. Uh, so, I don't. I guess I don't really mind it as far as for quarterbacks. Um, yeah, I guess that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I I'm for it. I mean, I, I shouldn't complain about it because Gardner Minshew led us to Wazoo to one of the most successful seasons ever for the pro the school's program. So I mean, if, if there's a need for it, I, I like that year. I mean, I. I I agreed with giving him the shot because we had too many young guys on the team and I didn't want to see the Cougars regressing and Coach Leach made the right choice and Gardner did awesome. The next year we got that boy from Eastern, uh, Gibrud, is that his last name? I always butcher it. I don't know what I'm more offended by. You said that boy from Eastern (laughs) or or you butchered his name. I'm offended on two different levels. Yes, that that Gage. young man from uh, from Eastern Gage Gabrud. He's like twenty three years old, so I, I don't think he's a boy anymore. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I mean, two doing it two years in a row. Coach Leach is just getting greedy. He's hoping for success, but Anthony uh, Gordon came in and did a good job for the program. And well, Leach went to backup. Leach went to Mississippi State. 
after Correct. this last season, yes. And uh, he just grabbed, didn't he just grab Jake Sears from uh, uh, USC? I don't know. Was the guy, oh, was he, the guy got, he got California. He got Costello from Stanford. Oh, Kevin, Stanford. That's, York, that's, right, that's right. Sorry. Correct. Yeah. So uh, Leach is just kind of continuing that trend. He is. Yeah. I forgot about that. So, Maybe because he likes he likes the idea of an experienced quarterback for his system. He doesn't want to have to go because he when he started at at, at Wazoo he had to break in what Holiday and and Falk okay. and and you know maybe he's just you know tired of doing that and he wants guys he can just plug and play. That's a good you point. Know? Well, I saw Wazoo. Feel bad for the back. What? Oh, I saw Sorry. Wazoo got three star commit Adrian Shepard. What did you think about that so like? That guy, oh, them, uh, guy's outstanding. The guy from Texas. Yep, McKinney, um, Texas. Yep, plays safety, I believe. Um, we we stole him from some other colleges, obviously, but one of them was Notre Dame. And speaking of Notre Dame, Carlos Aposible, if you're listening, haha, <laughs> that's his alma, alma mater. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> I think this guy, this kid, this kid, this kid is for real, and I think he's gonna he's coming into a great scenario. We got a new def- defensive coordinator. And I can't tell you his name yet, but he was he worked with Wyoming last year. He had one of the top twenty five. I think he's like number twenty five defense in the country. I think that's pretty darn good. Well, you were so ticked, we'll see you how were ticked he, off at Leach because he let the defense go to to state of disrepair, he, right? Yes. Yep. Yep. And. It's an open challenge for pretty much every position except for middle linebacker this year with Jay Hod Woods coming back. They're awesome. Uh, he let, I think he had like 120, 130 tackles last year. He was one of the tops in the All Hawk. Yeah. So but he, yeah, this guy, this this kid's going to come in and play right away. I don't, I don't want, I don't want to redshirt this kid. I think he should come in and and start. That, that's my prediction. So you got or what I want. So you got Apple right, but uh, you couldn't get Gabrud. Okay, all right. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's your backup quarterback. You got to learn your backup quarterback's name. How can you chant for the, for the backup quarterback if you don't want to? Anyway, um, how, how's Nick uh, Rolovich doing? So, like, what, what's your opinions on uh, what he's done? Oh, thumbs up, uh, thumbs down. Thumbs, thumbs up. The guy's come in and he's forty-one years old. He's He's just inspiration. He's his number one priority. I mean, he's had a lot of priorities, but one number one was he wants to take back the Apple Cup. He's got like a countdown clock set up in Pullman in the locker rooms or somewhere. I mean, he didn't say, oh, I want to win the national championship or win a bowl game. I want to win, take back that Apple Cup. That should be ours. He's recruiting in Western Washington. He knows where the talent is. And he has, he's, if he, if you look at the Cougars recruits this year, there's a lot of them that they stole from other colleges and that, that were in state. So that was impressive. He's connected with Cougar Nation. He, when he was recruiting on the side of, of the mountains, he went on Twitter and told, asked which bars to go to, and he went met up at a couple bar Cougar bars and bought all the fans, you know, appetizers and drinks and got to know them and. I mean, how cool is that? And then with the COVID virus, he's been helping out all the local restaurants. He was like buying 20 meals a night that he was giving away to the community. It's just 100% positive about this guy. I'm totally in. Who's he trying? So he's who's he trying? He's trying to get in good with the uh, with the alumni, you know, so that he doesn't get taken out by them and 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 shown the door, you know. 
Unlike Leech, who didn't, didn't care. Leech was just there to do a job, and you either like how I do it or I don't care, I'll leave, you know? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of funny. You know, head, coach, head coach requires a lot of alumni management. And if you look at, if you look at guys like uh, Ty Willingham at UW and like Mike Leach, those are the kinds of guys who don't last long. Well, Willingham was in, was inept, but, uh, <laughs> but he would have had he even been like a six and six head coach. I think he would have got fired from UW because none of the alumni liked him. There was a, there was an alumni member who even said he'd give a million dollars to the school if they fired uh, Ty Willingham. Oh wow! Yeah, there there is definitely some politics involved with the job. Yeah, you, you, you know you have to please some some keep some certain people happy. There's there's a way of going about it that is crucial to keep the job, unless you get to the point where you're winning national championships like. Uh, you know, Nick Saban, at, at which point they don't care, you know, what you do. You know, when you put on your pants in the morning, you still win national championships. So, I don't know. Uh, oh, God, what's his name? Who's the old uh, Wazoo coach that was found with a hooker in Florida? Oh, uh, Mike, Mike Price. Mike Price. Yeah, that was a, that was a setup. The, I was about uh, to ask, like, yeah. do you think there were some alumni that did not want him there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it was absolutely – he wasn't a good old boy. He didn't fit in their 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 culture, and they the pe- their people were panning the the, uh, the signing from the get-go, and the, the good old boy network set up the uh, the fake stripper. And, and, and meanwhile, if that happened today with Nick Saban, they'd just laugh about it, and the cop would – you know, the, they wouldn't, wouldn't be reported. People would just – put it under the table, you know, slide it under the doormat, you know? I'm going to have yep. to correct you. I don't think it was a fake stripper. Okay, it was a real stripper, but my point <laughs> is it was, a real, it, was a, it was a fake situation. How about that? Well, let's go to the Wazoo <laughs> fan and see what he thinks. Were you happy that I got with a stripper in a hotel? No, I mean, I was sad to see him leave, but I was happy that he was going to an elite program in uh, Alabama. And when I first heard it, I saying so i was quite upset about it to be honest oh, yeah, but when i first heard i'm like that sounds about right <laughs> that sounds like something they would do down in the south <laughs> but i the... i, I <laughs> didn't think you were set up but matt makes a good case so i'm starting to go that way who's the uh who's the guy who's who coached arkansas and his mistress fell off his motorcycle um Is that nolan richardson no no, was that after Nolan Richardson? Petrino. Oh, Petrino, that's her football yeah. you're talking about. Sorry. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes things just happen to you, like your mistress falling off a motorcycle. Sometimes you just end up in a hotel, you know, uh, with a stripper. Sometimes. It just happens. It may not be Random. conspiracy <laughs> at all. You can't even control it. I mean, like, you're just walking down the street, and all of a sudden you're in a hotel room with a – with a stripper and there's she's knocking at the door and yeah i don't it just happens like you know maybe there's maybe somebody at that hotel in the room next door dialed 1-800 stripper and (laughs) just showed up at the wrong door and she's like did you order a stripper and he's like i honey did we order a stripper um you know uh and she ended up in there like happens you know i did I didn't know that Alabama had those kind of, you know, easy access 
stripper line. It was Pensacola, Florida. Yeah. He was caught in. Oh, okay. Well, the, the South in general, I you know, I don't, I don't think we have those kind of lines up here in Seattle. At least I'm not familiar with them. Oh no, no, we don't. Uh, we don't like our strip clubs are. They're not good. <laughs> um, uh, okay. They're your uh, your uh, your uh, Oregon University of Oregon, the one that you know graduates a lot of strippers. Uh, they they do a better job of strippers down there. Okay. Especially in Portland uh, here. Yep. <clears throat> Are you accusing our cheerleading squad of being a grooming grooming uh, uh, operation <laughs> for future strippers? Because if you are, I can't comment on that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so how is Nick Rolovich doing? Hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. I'm doing a great job. Guys, yeah, I, think, great. I think we came to the conclusion he's a good guy. Yeah. Okay. Great hire. Team's. Program's still going to be fun to watch. They might go down to six and six this year just because it's a new system, but they they made the right the right choice. <clears throat> so there was an article in the Athletic. Um, a question was asked: How do I unlearn hate for a team? And uh, I started <clears throat> reading it, but I couldn't finish it because I thought to myself, "What a bad premise." Am I wrong in that in that there's no reason to unhate a team? <laughs> Yeah, why would I want to? Why would I want to stop hating the Yankees? I mean, <laughs> there's no good reason to like them, and I'm comfortable with my hate. I'm I'm okay with it. I, I I did read that article, and I think I kind of had that same situation about the person who was. It, it was sort of like a question answer article, but the person was going to Florida State. He grew up a Florida guy, but. I grew up at a University of Washington Huskies. We were always told to hate the Cougars, and so I was anti Wazoo. And but I I decided to get a degree in hotel restaurant management, and they have one of the top ten in the country. And yes, it was Wazoo, but I set aside my differences and went over there and finished out my degree and ended up. I mean, I, I was still rooting for the Huskies at that time, but I became a Coug, and eventually I started adopting the Coug tradition, and especially with the fact that UW kind of ruined it for me with Barbara Hedges and, Nick, and Rick Neuheisel's issues. But you just, you just, you, I, I hated Wazoo, and it's, it's possible for that to happen depending okay. on your circumstances. Nope, that, that, so, so that answers my question, hearing. but I do have to ask you this though before before you get in on this, Matt. Um, okay. what I'm hearing is yes, there are situations in which it can happen. And two, that for some reason, even though the universe that the Washington state university has top 10, uh, hotels and recreation programs in the world, for some reason, Mike price still ended up in a hotel with a stripper. Maybe <laughs> hotel like, restaurant management. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> things happen. Oh, things okay. happen in life. <laughs> Maybe he didn't uh, take the right classes at, at Wazoo. Yeah. <laughs> right, Matt. Uh, Sorry, Matt. What I was gonna I, I, I was going to say that what I'm hearing is that Washington State University has a top-notch brainwashing program, <laughs> and uh, they 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 convert people there to their way of thinking, and maybe we should be concerned about that and look into that. Yeah, I guess that's a good question for Solak. When you got to Pullman, did the first beer you have did it taste funny? Did somebody show you a pocket watch and wave it in front of your face? Um, do do you half remember dreams or or situations where you were, you know, in a in a room where they were telling you that 
you know, repeating the phrase that 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 Wazoo is the best and UW sucks. <laughs> Do you have any <laughs> lost memory? You know, kind of like uh, the uh, Betty and Barney Hill situation with the UFOs. Like, is there periods of your life that's missing? There might be a, a few days of my life missing when I was in Pullman. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> okay, those might have been I mean, the frat, so, those so might have been the frat get, parties. <laughs> yes, if so, frat parties or the Coog or you name it. <laughs> so, if we were to put you under hypno, hy, hypnosis to recover some memories, uh, would we would we uncover some 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 odd doings by uh, by Wazoo to convert you <laughs> to one of us, one of us, one of us? No comment. Okay. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, let's uh, finish up with the Seahawks here. Uh, big big talk this week about uh, Matt's favorite draft pick, Colby Parkinson, who is injured and will be shelved for about half the year. Uh, what's what's the impact of the Seahawks, guys? Minimal. Minimal because the reality was Greg Olson's going to get all the reps. Uh, Disley is going to come in and take whatever else reps and, uh, they have Luke Wilson to fill in while Disley's still out and Parkinson's role in this season, uh, was mostly going to be, you know, super reserve and learn from these guys because tight end is not a position in the NFL that you just step right on in. Usually it takes, take some time. Thoughts so I don't, I, I'm not really concerned about this to be honest. Real quick though, but Parkinson was your favorite draft pick. So are you a little Absolutely. upset? Yes, I'm upset because he was by far the best draft pick we made in the entire draft. But, um, you know, in terms of impact on his career and impact upon the season, if, if we have one this year, uh, will be minimal. So he was a next, and, he was a guy for next year, basically. Yeah, once I mean, because we only signed um, uh, Olson for one season. Yeah. So he's going to get all he's going to get the majority of everything, all the reps and the snaps. I, I agree with Matt on this one. It was minimal impact, and I hope Disley does come back healthy because I loved watching him before he got hurt the first two years. And just to throw this out, did you guys know that wide receiver Debo Samuel suffered the same injury as Parkinson? Yeah, I was saw something about how he was hurt. Is he, so, he going to miss the same amount of time? Same amount of time, yeah, give or take. He thinks he'll be back quicker than Parkinson, but we'll see what happens. All right. Uh, what I read – That's more of a – Sorry, real quick. That's more of an impact for the Niners than Parkinson's is for us. Uh, yeah, what I read was uh, about half the season, uh, you know, with the rehab time and all that. Yeah. So what do you guys? Copy that. What do you guys think about uh, trading for New York Jets safety Jamal Adams? That's been a big topic yes. this week. Yes, I, I agree. Yes, you think. <laughs> yes, you think about <laughs> it, or. Or yes, you think it's a good idea? <laughs> yes, it's a, it's a great idea. Okay. Yes, go it's ahead, a great on. idea. Go ahead. Sorry, you finish and I'll go. No, I'm done. Go ahead. I I think it's a great idea, but I don't want to give up the franchise. I mean, we've got two capable safeties. But right now, I know McDougal's in the last year of his contract. I know Adams wants to tear up his contract, but I think he should somewhat honor what he's still currently playing on, and maybe he will – for at least one, he's got like two years left in his Jets contract. But if he got traded here, maybe at least honor one before we tore it up and rewrote it to fit our salary cap and make sure he was happy. Um, I, I think this guy can play. He's only two inches shorter than Kenny Easley, but he reminds me of Kenny Easley back in the day with the Seahawks back in the 80s. The guy's a freaking just amazing, 
amazing um, strong safety. And I, if he stays at this rate, he's going to be a lock for the Hall of Fame. So what- yeah, I'm 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 on board for for getting him. I think we should absolutely go for it. I don't think the Jets are actually going to trade him, but I think if they do, we should be in on the bidding. Um, we're one of the six or seven teams that he mentioned that he would be cool with staying on the current contract at least for another year um, if he if we traded to him. And um, this guy is he has the potential to be a generational talent like Earl Thomas was and like Troy Polamalu is. Uh, or was and those kind of those kind of safeties that can also you know in a pinch they can rush the quarterback and this guy can rush the quarterback too I mean he's all over the place he would we could put him anywhere and he would just instantly make our our secondary the Legion of Boom again I mean we'd have the Legion of Boom part two so what does this mean though for contracts like uh you know Dunbar um oh shoot uh, Griffin uh Diggs I mean, you can't pay everybody. True. But, you know, I mean, Adams is, is on a deal for two more years with the rookie deal. Um, maybe you can, you know, convince him to play the last two seasons, as you know, as long as you pay him big the following. Uh, the, the Seahawks actually have like $100 million to play with next year in terms of salary. Yeah. Career. Well, yeah, that's, so because, they actually, that's because guys like have Dunbar – and digs fall off. I mean, unless, you know, what do you guys think about this? Go get, here's what, here's what my thought is. Go get Adams. Try to win this year. Worry about that next year, you know, um, because we're not, well, we're not getting a pass rusher. And if you can't get a pass rusher, fine. Then just have the best defensive backfield in football, you know? Exactly. That was going to be my point. It's like, if we're not going to run, if we don't have anyone on the line, well then make sure we know they can't throw it to someone, you know? <laughs> Yeah, make just, sure you're make sure that the defense that you do have is amazing. Now, what do you guys think about uh there's going to be a steep price, isn't there, to get this guy? That's what they're saying, two for possibly one to two first round picks and maybe a player depends. The rumor was that Oakland offered a first rounder and a cornerback um and was turned down. Uh but that was that was that was before the draft, I think. So what would so you guys like, think about like a first rounder Marquise Blair and like another draft pick? Not, a, not, I think two, I'm, I'm very hesitant about two first rounders. I think that's kind of ridiculous, but what do you think about it, a first rounder, a player and another reasonable uh, uh, draft pick? Uh, can we give him Jordan Brooks? Instead of instead of uh, he's a first rounder. Yeah, why don't you take this guy? Yeah, get, take him instead of um um the dude you mentioned, Marquise Blair. Take Collier. Take Collier too. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> that's two first rounders. <laughs> yeah, take those, and then we'll actually Rashad throw Penny. in a first round pick and on top Rash- of that. How about Rashad Penny? You can have three first. There round you go. Picks. Three first rounders, <laughs> and then we'll throw in on top of that an actual first round pick for next year. <laughs> I'm so fine. you'll get four, four first round picks <laughs> for your team. What a deal! <laughs> I think that's, I, dude. Why? How? Why, how could you turn that down? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of Marquise Blair, what does that mean for him if he's pushed out? Is this a situation where you start looking to deal him, or you start, or you just tell him, you know what, kid, 
you better get better or else you're going to be on the, <laughs> you're going to be on the streets. I, I don't think they're going to push him out. I still see, think they see a lot in him. I'm, it's more like uh, get rid of if they make this trade, get rid of McDougal. He can cut some money there for this year and to, to help fit in Adams or whoever. See, but I still think they're high in Marquise Blair. They're going to give him, they're going to give him a chance. Oh yeah. See, I would rather yeah, I think I'd rather keep McDougal because while I don't think he's a great player, I think he's average and like I, I don't know if Marquise Blair is even average. Wow. So you're, you're saying McDougal meets expectations? He does. I, and he okay. can play both safety positions. He's he's um, yeah, capable of doing both. Um but the reality is is what what's his um what's his cap hit for this year? Yeah, that's a good point. Because Mark, it's over five mil, five. Because Blair would cost you nothing to keep him. Um, yeah, because Blair would cost you nothing, and McDougal, this the cap hit for twenty twenty is five point four million. So um, that yep. would be a, a, quite a bit of money. Maybe they could then go and buy, I don't know, Griffin or Clowney if Clowney right. decides to collapse and just take a take a one year deal. Um. You know, it would, it would, it would. I mean, yeah, it's gonna. It would cost us a lot of picks to get uh, to get Mr. Adams. But if we got him and we cut McDougald in re, in, in reaction, we would then be able to afford the pass rush. Then you go all in on this season. Yeah. And you bring in Kaepernick to be our backup quarterback. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <laughs> well, do you have any shout outs? Why everyone hates call? him? But okay. No, okay, okay, we'll talk about it. Fine. Uh, I, I, I'm gonna forget the whole politics thing. I do not want a quarterback that hasn't played in three years. It's all there is to it. Do you call? Okay. Do you call what Geno Smith's been doing playing? He knows the playbook, and we know we know basically what he can do. But he hasn't been playing. But he's been so by your own definition, he's been practicing with the team. He's been on a team right. for the last three years. Right. He's in practices. Uh-huh. He knows the names of the receivers. That always helps. Uh-huh. It uh-huh. does. Yeah, yeah. So he is at the bar after the a, game. Yeah, he is a known quantity. Kaepernick's an unknown quantity. Uh, I disagree on the unknown part, unknown quantity. Mm-hmm. I think we're, I think we know exactly what he is and what he brings to the table. And I honestly I think, think we do. I think there is, there is no other option out there. If you want to be serious about a backup quarterback for, 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 uh, for Mr. Mr. Wilson, if, if right now, if Russell Wilson misses more than two games to injury, the season's lost. Okay. He is not a known quantity. And he has not played at a good level. You know, He's not played it. Let me finish. He's not played at a good level okay. in five years. So he's an unknown quantity to me, and that's being generous. Solak, you have not weighed in. Please weigh in. I don't want to call, and I'm not going to get in the political BS. Like, we don't need him. Gino We're not talking about that. Yeah, that's fine. Yep. Just, just remember, <laughs> but Gino's, yeah, just remember. Gino's, Gino's fine. We don't need we don't need to sign another quarterback. Geno Smith is fine. He knows a playbook, like you said. He, he doesn't get any reps in games, but we don't need him because Russell Wilson, we've talked about many times this in our last podcast that if Wilson goes down, we're screwed no matter what. So I, Kaepernick's not going to make this team better. It's not, wor- it's not worth it. 
No, 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 no. See, the thing is, is Kaepernick is the only backup quarterback that would allow us to have a reasonable shot at still making the playoffs if based Russell off, goes down based, in like week two or something like that. Based off of his season where he got replaced by Blake Bortles, I don't see how that's accurate. I, I disagree too. I that, was, take... that was a pot shot season on him. I don't think. I don't think. Uh, oh, it wasn't Blake Bortles. It was um, Blaine Gabbert. They're the same guy. They're the same guy. They're re- kind of are. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I, the man, the man when has proven when he, when he has good coaching, he can play at an elite level in this league. And for some reason, everyone is just absolutely just so poor on him and so low on him. And I don't understand it. And I, I, I have to admit, I have a bias. Uh, when the, uh, when, when he came up for drafting back in the day, uh, I watched, I used to watch him at Nevada play. And uh, at college, and I wanted the Seahawks to draft him like no, no, nobody's business, but okay. they didn't. So, and look, real, so I'm biased. If you look at if you look at his stats, though, I mean, if you look at his stats, he had two good seasons. The rest of the seasons yeah. were very awful, and I, I don't okay. I don't agree with your basic premise. But I think we'll just have to st- uh, stop when, it with stop it when there. When did Jim Harbaugh leave? What, what does that matter? I mean, you still should be a good I, quarterback. I, you should still be a good quarterback regardless of who your head coach is. I mean, just because, yes, the answer is yes to that, Matt. <laughs> Philip Rivers is still a good quarterback, even though he's had many coaches. You know, that, that's that's not – that's the difference between a, a mediocre quarterback and a good quarterback is, you know, can you thrive in the in any system? Uh, or, you know, are you – are you is it required to have great talent around you at all, all points in time? Uh, if you require all, you know, this is your argument about uh, Garoppolo is the only reason why anybody likes this guy is because he has great talent around him. And, and you're very certain. And I agree with you on this one that Garoppolo is going to suck when he doesn't have talent around him. Uh, and I feel that's the same way with Kaepernick. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm just going to say one last thing. I think honestly, right now, there's no point of even carrying Geno Smith on the roster. Why don't we just put another, um, another, I don't know, defensive lineman on the roster because the second because if because if uh russell gets hurt our season's over well you still have to if play. you're not going to be serious <laughs> about care if you're not going to be serious about carrying a quality of, oh uh, my god that's, you keep using that word serious there's no point in even carrying it uh, you can be serious about carrying a backup quarterback matt they are serious about it the fact is you, your your kaepernick guy didn't want to take a didn't want to take a backup contract he didn't want that's it that's true he did so you know he's that's true so, uh, Solak, you were going to say something. I interrupted you. I was just going to. That's fine. I was just just going to say, if Joe Flacco was still a free agent, I would I'd take him over Colin Kaepernick. I think Joe Flacco would fit, come in and be a decent backup quarterback, better than Colin Kaepernick. But where did he wind up again? The Jets. Oh, that's right. Okay. Like he's won where he's won a Super Bowl ring and with the Ravens. I mean, he's a, he's been at decent steps over the years. I put him in the uh, same Colin Kaepernick. I put him in the same category as Kaepernick then. Yeah, he, you put a good team around him, he'll be okay. But uh, Correct. No, I, I don't think – and we saw it from Flacco. When the talent starts dissipating, he doesn't do as well. Like in Denver. Ooh. Yeah, he wasn't capable of putting the team on his back and carrying him. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, you got any call-outs this week, uh, Solak? I do want to say congratulations to Seattle University Redhawks. Uh, he was a JUCO transfer, Brandon Jackson, who signed a non-free agent contract with the Chicago White Sox. So, woohoo! Nice. Yeah, yeah, very exciting. Now we yep. just need a season to watch him. 
Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that, that'd be useful. Yeah. Uh, what about what about a Father's Day call out there? Uh, I know you did it at the top of the show, but uh, anybody special like your own father you might want to? Oh yeah, I do want to say Happy Father's Day to my father. He's we're hopefully going to go down there tomorrow and be able to see him and. Great, great inspiration, great part of my life, great role model. So I've been very blessed. So uh, happy awesome. Father's Day. Awesome. Uh, and I want to say happy Father's Day to my dad, who just uh, moved to Fresno. Uh, not not based off of any great desire to be in Fresno, but um, he did recently move. So uh, here's to you, Dad. Right on. Does Matt like And I guess uh, I, will, I will bow to peer pressure. <laughs> and I will also... <laughs> Begrudgingly, no, I'm kidding. Uh, I yeah, let's give a shout out to my dad. My dad is a very important, big influence on me, and and wonderful human being, and I'm just thankful to have had the honor to know him in my life and have him in my life. Cheers, and have oh, man. After that shout out, I almost like Matt again. Um. <laughs> <laughs> almost. Well, almost. Thank you, everybody. Give, for give it five minutes. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening to our show. Check us out at Seattle Sports Union for all our great articles as well. Check us out here on Podbean and on iTunes for all our great podcasts as well. Check us out on Facebook. Like us on Facebook, in fact. And check out all our great tweets at Seattle Sports U on Twitter. See you guys later. Hey. Bye.